Hello everybody and welcome back to last week's treasure. This week we only have two topics today, opposed to the normal three. But trust me, you guys will love them. I'm Gavin Spiegelmeyer, and let's get started. So, first we're going to start off with a simple one. A very simple one. It's actually the ESPN and Marvel collab for one of the NBA games. Now, this game was the Warriors versus Pelicans. Uh, the two teams, uh, they're very known for some of their players. The Warriors being known for Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. Uh, previously had uh, NBA star Kevin Durant. And the Pelicans are a pretty well-known team either. They have Zion Williamson. They have Steven Adams. And uh, the star that left recently to go to the Lakers, Anthony Davis, was on that team for a very long time also. Now, uh, with this ESPN-Marvel collab... Marvel actually took over all of the aesthetic of the game. ESPN gave the footage, or gave gave the footage because it was a live game, but uh, Marvel had access to change the game however it wanted to look. Now, this is like um, when the players were displayed with their stats on screen. They were actually drawn and not uh, actual photos. It gave more of a Marvel comic theme. And honestly, if I were to say, uh, if I were to put my input on this, I would say it's actually a really good idea that they did this. Now, earlier, they also did this type of thing with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon actually uh, collabed with them once. And they did their whole thing. They did their whole, the whole shebang on the NBA game. They had their own effects. It was kind of cool for them. Uh, during this game, we saw uh, different uh, types of effects. We saw uh, after making a shot, uh, we sometimes would see a Black Panther head come out as like a little firework in a way. Now, there's also other ones, but there's so many I can't really get into them. And actually getting a dunk would give you a little Hulk smash prompt on the... Um, Hulk smash little, uh, like, what do you say, blip? Kind of like a little dialogue bubble over the um, hoop. Honestly, very pleasing to watch. It's very entertaining to see it. Uh, we actually had, during a free throw, there was an Iron Man sitting on top of the backboard. Obviously, it actually wasn't there because it was just animated onto it. But it was honestly kind of cool to see that. It was really cool to just be able to, for us on television, to see that. And it kind of adds something to the game. It's kind of a little distraction for when the boring parts come along, such as like free throws or timeouts or and displaying stuff. It made it more enjoyable because it, it was different. It was not what we normally expected. I personally would... Uh, one a few of these games a year. It's more enjoyable to watch sports when they collab with people like this and make it different so that during games that we wouldn't normally watch, we would be able to uh, have fun watching them even though we don't enjoy the teams. It, it would enable a lot of people to tune in and be able to see the new things that are coming out. Now... At the end of the game, they had an award, and it's kind of like the MVP of the game. It was won by um, 
Draymond Green. He's power forward for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he actually was MVP. It was it was actually given a little Marvel themed award. It was a comic book with him on it. Sorry, I got I got a little stuffy nose right now. I'm sorry if you guys hear that, but um, yeah, he actually won that award. Um, some people would think that Steph Curry would kind of win it. Maybe even Zion Williamson. He's the rookie for the New Orleans Pelicans. But Draymond Green actually won it. He actually did a pretty good job that game. Um, but, I mean, he really wanted that Marvel-themed award, I guess. He really wanted to take MVP and get that award. But, hey, good for him. He's in the NBA. But I'm going to move on to uh, the big, big, big topic that we have today. It's about herd immunity with the coronavirus. Now, I have two articles pulled up just to... Uh, let you guys know there i have one article from the mayo clinic uh or the website at least and it was posted on may 5th and then i also have another article from economist.com may 6th if i'm correct uh yes may 6th now um i looked at them and they seemed pretty Pretty helpful in having me being able to talk about this. Last week, there was a big thing on if herd immunity was even achievable. So uh, we're going to look into it. But right now, we're just get, I'm just going to give a background to you guys about what herd immunity is. Herd immunity is basically uh, a chunk of the population is becoming immune to this, uh, for an example, like this example disease. And it makes uh, contamination between others uh, very unlikely, and uh, those and it become it just protects the whole community. The people that don't have it will get it because that huge chunk has it, and the people that don't have the immunity will earn immunity from getting it from the people that are that are protected. Now, uh, it is very very hard for this to happen. With COVID-19. Saying we don't know. How long we're immune by it. We don't know. Almost, we don't know a lot about it. It's been it's been a little. Over a year. And we still don't know. What exactly the coronavirus is. I'd say. Now we've learned a lot. But we do not know it all. Now. Um, uh, herd immunity. Herd immunity. Sorry. My voice just cracked. Maybe I just heard that, but um, uh, herd immunity can happen two different ways. We have a natural way where people get infected, and um, you could get reinfected. You basically it's just you not getting a vaccine. And then the other way for herd immunity is a vaccine, which obviously we're kind of doing both right now. People are trying to just do vaccine way, but natural is gonna happen no matter what you do. Now. Uh, people are, um, trying, people won't get the vaccine. And there is multiple reasons for this. Uh, one of them being that, uh, people, well, we just had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine a while ago, um, actually be pulled because it actually, if I'm correct, killed people or gave people blood clots. Now, um, some people are scared that this will happen to them. Some people are scared that there will be complications in the future that could affect them. 
some people uh, say it's uh, against religion. Um, uh, people are uh, skeptic about it. People are scared of it. Um, these people... Uh, well, we're trying to go for herd immunity with vaccines because they're trying to speed up the process, but you can't speed up something like this. Uh, I feel like it's better to not push it on to people because the people because then people will become unhappy with it and uh there could be more drama that could play out all right the COVID-19 is drama already we don't need any more right now we just should let people do what they want personally I actually probably will not get the vaccine anytime soon because I don't know if in the future there'll be like a long-term effect that would be on TV and say, if you had this COVID-19 shot, you're entitled to financial compensation. Like, I don't want myself to be a part of one of those. And I would like to stay out of that as much as I can. But if I need to get the vaccine, I need to get the vaccine. Now, I am able to get it because uh, the U.S. did allow 16-year-olds to get them. And I obviously am 16, but I have decided to uh, kind of slow what slow down my process of getting it. And I would say make keep myself safe from the effects of the actual vaccine. Um, but uh, there's also other things that also lead to the the herd immunity other than people not wanting vaccine is that people actually do get the vaccine but they only get one shot uh about 5 million Americans actually received the first dose of the vaccine and they didn't get a second because they thought they were protected enough uh, some people do fear side effects, such as I did, but it was like a long-term effect. I don't fear the side effects right then, because I know the side effects right then go away pretty easily. Most people say that they, sorry, uh, that they get the shot, and then they get the second dose, and they feel terrible. Next day, they're fine. Or next day, they feel terrible, and the day after that, they're fine. So, I don't think people, I'm not scared of that. I think most people aren't. But I guess uh, that if you, I guess that people could be very scared of the side effects and I can see why they don't get them. Uh, there was actually a survey that said uh, a survey of 300,000 people from across 117 countries. And it found that 60% of adults would agree to be vaccinated if it was free and available to them. And 29% said they were refused. Now, I don't know where the other 3% in that went. Because that does not add up to 100. But, I mean, if the, maybe they're just showing us the main stats. But, uh, this Economist article, honestly, is a lot of help. Uh, it talks a lot about uh, why we can't really have herd immunity and why it's really out of reach uh 59 of north americans are willing to get a vaccine uh compared to 53 percent of people in europe uh 
in Africa and Latin America, 64 and 68% said they would be agreed to be vaccinated. And in Asia, as many as 76% see that a vaccine should be given. Um, now, the question is, and what we're talking about today is those people getting the vaccine. That's fine. That's, go for them. Go them. They need to get the vaccine if they want it. And they need to be safe. But we're talking about herd immunity. Will herd immunity be attainable in the U.S. anytime soon? And I'm going to say no. No, herd immunity is very, very hard to do. Herd immunity, I'd say, is more like a disease that you get one time. And then you're fine with it. Because it's like chicken pox, where you get chicken pox once. And then you are fine. And you never get the rest of your life. Most of the time. But um, I feel like herd immunity is more towards that. Because that means that those people are immune. And when you get it once, you're done. So you can kind of like roam and do whatever you want. But with COVID-19, uh, there's been many reports of people getting it twice. And you can get it again and again. So now people are... Uh, now people are now people are getting the vaccine in hopes of herd immunity. Well, they don't have it in their heads, but the government and uh, people that understand herd immunity are hoping for it. I just don't think it's attainable at this point in time. I feel like that uh, we won't be able to reach herd immunity for, I'm going to say years. Uh, maybe we'll be done with the masks before then, but herd immunity is not going to happen for years. Is we we are going to have to build up such tolerance in our own bodies to it that herd immunity will uh, set in very late, uh, even with the vaccine. Uh, uh, but um, if you really th- like, if you're really optimistic, you if I'm being really optimistic, I would say we could get it in a year. But I'm gonna say to be real, it's gonna be two or three. To even have a chance at even having herd immunity. It could be even longer than that. Herd immunity will not be reached anytime soon. And at least experts realize that. And they're not letting people down. They're actually giving people the good news these days. And not stretching it so that people are uh, biased towards them. And that people actually understand the information. Uh, but, uh, I hope you guys understand this information. That is the end of this episode. Uh, I love doing these episodes. Uh, they're so fun. Uh, I get to, I get to say whatever's on my mind alone. You guys get to hear it. Uh, I usually don't talk like this, usually much in public. But when I'm alone and I'm just talking to my phone, I don't feel like anybody's listening. But you guys are listening right now. So, I just love talking you guys and i hope you guys tune in next week i hope that you guys keep listening i hope that you guys learn something from my podcast and i hope that you guys will have a great next week and i'll be covering what happened this week next week i'll see you guys later